Megan, Megan, making conversation, podcasting beacon for the nation, for helpful, healthy information, and having fun getting it done. Yeah, that's all. Megan, Megan, making conversation now. All right, everybody, we're back. It's Meg Squared. <laughs> I love that we giggle after every time we, we introduce ourselves. Oh, well, you introduce just... us and then we just giggle. It's so silly. We have a podcast. I love it. <laughs> Megan, Megan here again for your next installment of Meg Squared. And we are in the middle of uh, 21. Wait, how do you say it? Open? Open, open 2021? Yeah, I think so. The 2021 open. There we go. Woo! Okay. We'll get there. Strong start. Wow. <laughs> Woo! Rest up. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> the rest is better. And we're here today to talk to you about our mindsets and and trusting the process that is starting CrossFit, I guess. Crossfitting fitness. Yeah. Trusting yeah. the process. I'm trusting the pro- process of this podcast today. I can tell it's gonna be just <laughs> Smooth as butter. Oh, like those yeah. double unders. Woo. You know, we just took the butter out of the fridge. It's a little hard right now. It'll it get is. smoother. It is. It's like how you want it to be when, never mind. I was going to tell some <laughs> weird, dumb story about making cookies and butter and buttering the pan. And it just was too long in my head. Okay. So, so y'all, we're here today to talk about uh, working on our mindset. So, the idea of of setting ourselves up for success by really using the most powerful tool of all, our brains and our thoughts. Um, and, and the other sort of part of that is, is trusting the process. So trusting the process that working on our mindset will, will yield you know, results, whether it's fitness or life or whatever. Um, and, and also trusting the process that is CrossFit. So from the very beginnings of getting into class to you know, being the, the old wizened coach in the corner, like what, what does that process look like and being able to trust that it will pan out. And so we wanted to start with an open check-in since we just finished. I think scores were all officially submitted last night. Yep. The 21.1, the wall walk double under open wad, the surprise <laughs> fan favorite, the wall walk. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Meg, let's start just with a little like personal check-in. How did it go? What, yeah. what were some uh, takeaways for you? Um, it went well. I did it twice. The first time I did it Thursday night, I went into it thinking I wasn't going to go hard. And then I went hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, and that, for those who don't know, we work, the coaches work out Thursday night around like 8 30 or 9 p.m after the announcements taken are given um which is my bedtime uh so there's that i i uh, learned that <laughs> megan doesn't do well um her body doesn't cooperate at 9 p.m at night and that's okay um i redid it yesterday so it's uh monday and I think it went really well. I was able to take some things that I learned, like um, strategy on getting on the wall and getting down from the wall, 
um, so that my low back wasn't super mad at me. Um, and I just felt more efficient the entire workout. Yeah, it was, it was really awesome watching. I mean, I'm, I'm not generally a do it two time kind of person, but this was definitely a workout that I think, especially because wall walks were so new, it was really cool to see how people made their movement more efficient and more thoughtful mm-hmm. and, and strat, you know, strategic. Um, I only did it once I did it yesterday. And for me, this was the quote unquote double under workout. So for all our faithful listeners out there who've been following my double under journey, I, um, my biggest thing about double unders actually that I haven't talked about so far is that they, uh, really wreak havoc on my pelvic floor. And so generally, because I don't love double unders, I, I don't tend to do a lot of them. And because I don't tend to do a lot of them, I don't tend to do a lot of my pelvic floor rehab. Uh, and so, you know, for me, they can be, they can be a very, um, uncomfortable, uh, movement. They produce incontinence and it's just not super fun. So, but with the open workouts, I do tend to try and do them. And so when they announced it Thursday night that it was double unders, I was like, okay, here we go. But so for me, this is definitely a one and done workout. Like I'm not, I can't really do it twice. So I did all my exercises and watched y'all do it on Thursday night and learned some things and did some more exercises and watched some videos and did some more of my pelvic floor exercises. And so I was as ready as I could be yesterday. And I think it went pretty well. I mean, if I did it again, I could definitely have been more efficient. My transitions were intentionally super slow and I did my double unders in very small chunks. Um, and I remember at one point I was like, wiping the sand off of my mat because I was like, take your time, slow down. And now of course I'm like, just analyzing all those seconds lost to just being super chill. But the end of the day, I didn't pee my pants and that is my biggest win. So I'm, I'm, yeah, that's honestly, I don't even care about anything else that, and now they're done because the chances of double under showing up again are pretty small. Yeah. Um, especially for a three week open. So I'm psyched now. I don't have to look forward to them being in any more workouts. <laughs> I was so proud of you after that workout. And you told Aww. me like, I, cause I was all nervous that I messed up your double under counting and you're like, Oh, uh, I, I didn't pee. And I'm like, yeah, great. <laughs> I'm so proud. Yeah. Honestly, I, it, it was, yeah. The work that I did with my pelvic floor stuff worked. And I mean, I had like hopes of where I wanted to get to in, in the workout or what I thought I could do, but honestly, that was my biggest takeaway. And I think, you know, since we're talking about, about mindset and trusting the process, like that is the epitome of it was that, you know, I don't do these, I don't do these pelvic floor exercises all the time. Cause I don't like to, they're boring, blah, blah, blah. And I'd rather just avoid double unders. Honestly, I can get on a bike and get my heart rate up and, you know, I don't have to do them, but, um, but I saw Annie Thor's daughter posted on Sunday mm-hmm. night, her workout. And she's like six months postpartum. She had a baby in October. Yeah. So I want to say six or seven months. And she has been coming back so mindfully and she's sharing her journey. And for those of you who don't know Annie Thor's daughter, she is a a two-time game winner. She's, um, 
you know, one of the old guard, I think she's, she's been doing this for, you know, at least 10 years now. And, you know, she's just someone who, you know, a lot of CrossFitters really look up to, and she's just wins the spirit of the games. Like she's just a really great, um, a great role model and great athlete. And she shared that she did all of her double unders in sets of 10 to 15. And it was just the mindset reshifting that I needed. Like, wow, mm. if any Thor's daughter can, you know, get into the rounds of 21 doing sets of 10 to 15 double unders and she can share that and be okay with that. Wow. That was just the bell of mindfulness that I needed. Yeah. And it really helped. And you know what else helped calm me down was, you know, repping me on my first freaking wall walk. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was, and you were so kind. You were so gentle about it. And it was very much like, again, that bell of, you know, just calm down, just you're fine. Let's just have fun doing this. And yeah, it, so I did my one and then I did my two, <laughs> two wall walks. Oh boy. But yeah. So so we started with, uh, you know, checking in about the open because so, so much of the open, I think at the end of the day really comes down to mindset. So much of really having, mm -hmm. um, positive experiences in, in this, you know, this fun endeavor that we do, this fitness endeavor that we, uh, choose to partake in is, you know, we get to do this thing and it's, you know, it's challenged by choice and, uh, and the, the benefits are really, really powerful. So yeah. if we can, if we can work on our mindset to get there and we can trust that process along the way, then we're going to be better off. So we, next, we wanted to talk about where we started. So sharing again, sort of that, that, that story of, you know, when you first walked into, um, Meg, in your case, it would be Beacon. And for me, it was Casco Bay. But where were you, would you say, on your, on your self-perceived fitness spectrum when you walked in the door? Um, I was pretty fit. I, I was a college athlete and I worked out maybe six times a week and I was able to run two miles. <laughs> it's hard to gauge. So, I mean, yeah, I, I thought I was pretty fit. Yeah. And I think that's fair. I, I think, you know, anything more than that, like you walked in and you, you know, cause people walk in sometimes or people don't walk in because they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't like, I can't do CrossFit. I am so out of shape. Right. Or they walk in and they're like, <sighs> CrossFit. Yeah. Watch me run laps around these guys. I think that was I maybe a little didn't bit more. <laughs> Well, I, I was just so shocked by how hard it was. I think I didn't walk in thinking, you know, I'm the fittest in the room, but when I walked in, I was like, yeah, you know, I've been climbing and I've been, you know, I've been backpacking and like every once in a while I go for, you know, a half an hour run. And I, you know, I think I'm pretty fit. And I just got, I just got my lunch handed to me. It was so humbling. And to watch people who, you know, like, and I'm not talking like games athletes, but like pretty average people, um, be able to just throw down. Mm. It was incredible. Really. I, I was so impressed and amazed by what, um, what people were doing in this gym. And I remember in the beginning I cried because I just like, I just felt 
I don't know. I, I, I was just comparing myself to them and, and, you know, and then comparing myself to where I thought I ought to be. And I think that was my, my hardest thing in the beginning was I, you know, I had this sort of feeling about myself as an athlete, which is why my friends thought I ought to get into it. They're like, oh yeah, you know, with your gymnastics background, blah, blah, blah. Turns out gymnastics is only maybe a third or a quarter of what CrossFit <laughs> is all about. But, you know, so, so I just felt, I felt really out of shape. I felt really, you know, inadequate and, and there were all these super kind, patient people around me who were just like, it's okay. You know, you're basically, we're like, trust the process. Right. You'll get there. You just started. You don't have to feel bad. Like, I don't care. It was. Yeah. Anyway, but what was the hardest thing when you started Meg? Uh, the hardest thing I, I think was also my mindset. Um, but in the way of, I grew up, I was a pretty muscular girl growing up and I was always told, Oh, you're so strong. You're so athletic. Like you're so much stronger than me. Like you're stronger than all the dudes. I'm like, I had that in my head. Doesn't matter if it was true or not. That was the story I was told. And so coming in, never thought that I was the strongest and definitely wasn't <laughs> when I came. Um, but like going into a workout and then being last and having mm. my head, I thought I was strong. I thought it was like muscular. I thought it was athletic and I'm not. And mm. trying to come to peace with, I am athletic and I am strong for where I am. Mm -hmm. And I can get stronger if I want to, but I need to be okay where I am to then grow into a better athlete. And that's taken a lot of work. Yeah. Well, and it's ongoing too. And I think that's the piece that, that maybe folks forget when they see, you know, you or I coaching or working out and, and feeling like it's an end point when in reality, you and I both know, oh no, there's, there's setbacks all along the way. And it's yeah. always, you know, it's, I think that, that little bit of humility too, that, you know, there's always a, there's always a stronger you. There's always a mm -hmm. faster you. There's always a more flexible or more patient or more kind or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're striving for, you can always keep working towards that. Um, and I, and I think that's the that's the piece to keep in mind too, is that the process doesn't end, right? What is the saying people have it about CrossFit? The workouts never get easier, but you know, you, you get stronger, which I, I always think doesn't quite work out because the workouts are never easier, yeah. right? Like you're just, maybe you're just more, you know what to expect. Like, you know, it's yeah. going to hurt or, you know, right. it's going to be hard or like your time might be faster, but your time is never zero. <laughs> <laughs> your weight is never a billion pounds, right? Like it right. can always be, you can always, you know, still be striving for something better or faster or heavier or, you know, whatever the striving is. Um, yeah. So, so I wanted to know, um, well, and I can, I can start because I, this, I think is, is just something that's so important to, to keep in mind is when, when did we notice when things were changing or I hesitate to say it this way, but when things were working, because I think a lot of times people were like, Oh, well, when am I going to see my abs or when am I going to lose those 10 pounds? Or, 
Um, but when did you notice things were, you know, that, that you were feeling a difference? Um, and do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, I'm, I'm looking at our notes and I really want to hear your story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And then I'll so go. my story, my story is so, um, so I started CrossFitting in July of 2010. Um, and, and I shared the story in one of the last, uh, episodes that it was because I went to my, my best friend's dress fitting and we did this workout, you know, at a, at a dirt track on Cape Cod. And she just, she just handed me like so much humility and, and it was all the motivation I needed to get in and, and get a piece of that CrossFit action, which I'd heard about for a while. So that was in July. And I mean, I, I was probably doing some, you know, hiking at the time and maybe thinking I was running and it was summer. So, you know, I was probably, probably like just eating a little healthier because there's just so much, you know, so many good like fruits and vegetables around or whatever. And so, you know, I got into CrossFit hard and one of the first, you know, things that I remember we did was we did a nutrition challenge and I was like, oh, okay. Um, I I'm, I'm into this, you know, give me the details. And so the, the options for the challenge were you could either follow paleo diet, which is, you know, if you've never heard of it, it's, it's eating like our primal ancestors would, which is all sort of a little bit of bullshit, but, um, you know, it's meat and fruit and nuts and seeds and fruits and vegetables, but not all fruits and vegetables because they didn't have access to all the fruits and vegetables. And so it's, it's just kind of a, a little bit strange. Um, or you could follow the zone diet, which is more about um, portion control and a little less about the quality, more about the quantity of what you're eating. But of course, you know, you can eat more food if you eat higher quality food, because it's, you know, it's just not going to add up in the same way. Or the third option, you could do the zone paleo, which of course is what I decided to do because <laughs> I thought, yeah, of course, right. And so I lasted one day on the zone paleo plan. And, uh, and so then I just quit doing that altogether. And, um, that, you know, a weekend soon after that whole nutrition challenge, a, a bunch of friends and I went to Burlington, uh, and Burlington, Vermont, and I, we went to flatbread pizza and I got my own <laughs> pizza you know, and it wasn't like a large, it was a small, but I ate the whole thing all by myself. And, um, and I'm not supposed to eat dairy and I ate dairy and it was delicious. And I came to work out on Monday and I just felt awful. Like I noticed how sluggish I felt. I noticed how like foggy I felt. And we were doing Fran that day, of course. Oh, tell us what Fran is. Okay. So Fran is 21, 15, nine, 21. Does it start with thrusters? I can yeah. remember Sorry. 21 thrusters at 65 pounds for ladies and 21 pull-ups, 15 thrusters, 15 pull-ups, nine thrusters, nine pull-ups. And the weight is 65 pounds. And we had done it before. I, I don't remember when, but, um, we had done, you know, so within three months, I had already done Fran twice. Like I already had my Fran time or whatever. And I remember doing this Fran and I just felt like I was underwater. It was so slow. I started crying in the middle of it. Like I just had these expectations 
but I just felt terrible. Like my body just wasn't doing what it was supposed to be doing. And, you know, and my time was like 45 seconds slower than it was, you know, the first time I did it. So I'm crying, whatever. And, uh, and some, someone or other comes over after the workout was done and looks at my barbell and they're like, Meg, you have 75 pounds on the bar. No. And I was like, what? So <laughs> the moral of this story is that I had, I had started trying to eat a little bit better, but I made this food decision over the weekend, which not only clouded how I was feeling physically, but it was also clouded how I was able to think mentally. And the, the point of the story being that I had noticed, you know, things were really starting to click. Like I, I was, you know, I don't even know if I realized that I had been feeling this clarity of my brain space and my body space until I went and just like went to crazy town with this pizza, um, which, you know, I probably took home someone else's leftover pizza too. Like it was, it was a weekend in Burlington. Like you go big or go home. It was super fun. Um, and I probably was drinking and, you know, but it, but I just recall being like, whoa, that felt awful. Like my body felt awful. My brain felt awful. And if that's what it felt like when I was doing something that, you know, I mean, not that it was the unhealthiest weekend, but like I had been making these like really concerted, healthy, healthier choices before that and really noticing after I made less so choices that it, that it really impacted me. Mm-hmm. And I still remember, you know, I remember that to this day, like anytime I'm, I'm, you know, it, that I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I really want a, a big old ice cream Sunday with my kids or whatever. And like I said, like, I, I actually, I can't eat dairy. It makes me super sick. I still want to, <laughs> I still have little tastes of it, but I, I remember back to that specific story every time of just that, like, you're going to feel terrible if you do that. And like, maybe instead of an entire ice cream sundae, maybe have like a little tiny one or a a bite of it, you know, just to like, so you don't, you don't have to go crazy with it, but you also don't have to make yourself feel absolutely terrible. And, And that's part of the process too. It's just like, I am not a dry drinker. I am not a, I eat no sugar ever, but I'm definitely a mind, you know, I'm mindful about what I put in my body because I know how it's going to make me feel and how it's going to impact these things that, you know, that I, that I care about and that I want to feel good for. Yeah. So that's when I noticed things were changing was actually because things felt terrible for a day. And then I was like, all right, let's get this party back on track here. (laughs) Throw away the pizza. Oh, no, the pizza was gone. I I probably finished it in the car. Yeah, it was, there was no leftover pizza. (laughs) Loose flatbread number. Oh my gosh. Their pizza is so good, but you know, now I'll eat like two pieces of it and it's not, it's not a deal breaker. You know, it's everything in moderation, including moderation. Mm. You just know that if you're going to eat that whole pizza, you, you are, you're going to feel, you know, you're going to feel it. Anyway, when did you realize things were As you were telling the story, I jotted down, um, so I wouldn't forget, work hard, play hard. Mm. Quote from Michelle, Coach Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) When I first joined Beacon, 
I didn't know how to balance my social life because I was one new to Portland and making new friends Mm, um, mm -hmm. and how to balance like work and working out and so my life was pretty much work work out go home work work out go home Mm. I would always say no to things and just because of money and because of like I want to do well in the gym um but then I was talking to Michelle and she's like you know you can work hard in the gym and play hard like not meaning like go ham eat all the food get drunk like you can go to the beach with your friends and enjoy a day off like oh (laughs) right I can Mm -hmm. um so uh, that Michelle's quote to me in that conversation Mm -hmm. changed the way I look at working out and doing this with friends like I get to do this yeah it's not I have to I get mm-hmm. to be like I love when you walk through the door because I'm like I get to work out with men oh I get to work out with all these amazing humans mm-hmm. um so that was my one point but I also um wanted to bring up um that I, I do think I still have waves of success where like I'm on top of the world no one can touch me and then something like my broken pinky <laughs> Mm, where I couldn't mm-hmm. hold a barbell for how many months was that I think too long four or five months I couldn't hold a barbell I couldn't ride a bike I couldn't I couldn't do anything with my left hand I couldn't hang on a bar and oh in that time it was it was so important that I had all those building blocks of three years of um, working on my mentality and the fact that I get to do this to keep me going so Mm. it could have been so easy for me to say I'm going to just take all this time off because I can't do anything Mm -hmm. no I get to go and swing a kettlebell and every day all day (laughs) I get to be on the assault bike I get to go for a run when my bone healed a little bit um and when I came out of it out of my broken pinky I think I was the strongest I've ever been because I was able to mentally Mm. be there mm-hmm. and like get through it so trust the process <laughs> yeah well and that I mean I just remember watching you do that and knowing <clears throat> knowing that internal struggle you know mm-hmm. especially like a workout shows up and it's got a barbell in it and like even if you can in your logical mind go it'll be okay my finger's gonna heal like at the same time you're like but I just want to hold a barbell now yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and people coming up to me like oh this would be a great workout for you I'm like oh mm-hmm. yeah I, I so appreciated it but I was also like mentally really like well yeah, yeah I want to work out I want to do that heavy barbell <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you you know worked on I think that's you know another thing that that fits into this trusting the process is you, you worked on these accessory, you know, accessory mm-hmm. work. You, I remember you telling me your cardio, like from that freaking assault bike, your cardio was just God. the best it's been, which is, yeah. you know, that's incentive for me without a broken pinky to get my butt on that assault bike. Like yeah. that's a incentive right there. <laughs> I crushed that bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, like, like remembering that even, even if part of your plan kind of goes awry, that there are other, 
other strategies and other, you know, parts of that process that you can be following to keep moving you forward. I mean, it's the same thing for, for pregnant and postpartum women, right? And that's what we talk so much about is just, this is a short time, you know, it's a similar to an injury, right? It's a short time. I, we know it's hard, you know, and if, if, we, you know, if we've been there, like we can share, like, I know it sucks. Like you really just want to row, right? You want to do those kipping pull-ups, but right not right now, you know, we're going to work on these other things so that when you come back, you are going to be so ready to go, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not further injured, right? Like if you had done a barbell before you were ready, you could have messed up your hand for the rest of your life, which is just not worth it. Yeah. There were many times that, especially when I had my removable cast mm-hmm. and I could take it off <laughs> and I would like hold the barbell. And then I'm like, Okay, Megan, let go of the barbell. Put your cast back on. You don't touch that barbell. <laughs> um, oh yeah, my gosh! It's it's a it was a daily daily work, but it was so worth it. Yeah. Well, and and you know that I think that kind of is a nice segue into this idea of that mindset, which is you know some of us come into CrossFit probably or, or fitness or anything in life with, you know, a, a, the idea of a growth mindset, right? So we're set, we're primed to learn, we're open-minded, um, as opposed to the idea of a fixed mindset, which is that, you know, I can't do this thing or, you know, I have this broken pinky, so I can't do all these things. Like the idea of a growth mindset would be just turning that on its head and going, well, what are all these things that I can do? I can get this killer cardio by hopping on an assault bike. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's often really hard for us to do for ourselves. And sometimes we need a coach or a friend or a family member to be able to support us through that. But that practice of that, that, that mindset shift is so important. Mm -hmm. I can't hold that barbell yet, but when I do, man, it's going to feel so good. And my core is going to be so strong because I've been doing all my progressions, right? Like, like all the things that you worked on that just panned out so that the few things, it turns out the few things that you can do with a barbell, you are actually working on around Mm -hmm. the side, around the periphery. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, some other elements of having a growth mindset that that we have found super helpful and that when, you know, when we're coaching or, you know, chatting with people that that can be really helpful to keep in mind. And the idea first is just to know that there's a difference to catch yourself in your, in your self-talk and ask, you know, whether, whether sort of the feelings that you're expressing, are they that kind of fixed mindset, that limited mindset that, you know, even, even so much, you know, to the extent of being negative, or is it that growth mindset that looking for opportunity, looking for, um, being open to, to what might come out of it. And I think a big thing to keep in mind with that is focusing on the things that you can control. Um, and this has to do with, you know, not only gym stuff, but like relationships or things with work or, you know, whatever else you're, you're dealing with is just focusing on what you can control and your responses to it. And really thinking about the differences between responding and reacting, reacting is that knee jerk, very like reptilian brain. Like I'm just going to just very emotional. Whereas that really, um, 
thoughtful response of sometimes it's it's going through scripts like I know what my boss is going to say and when he says this it always makes me feel a certain way um being ready for for those sorts of things so if there's a movement at at you know at the gym that always triggers you like I don't know maybe double unders (laughs) like what can I do about my double unders I can do my pelvic floor I can buy a new jump rope and I can practice a few in the driveway, not too many because I don't want to blow out my calves, but those are some things that I could do about those double unders. I can also go so far as to stop saying, I don't like double unders, right? Just like controlling even the words and the thoughts that come into your brain or come out of your mouth. It's very powerful Mm -hmm. because what you put out into the world, you're going to get back. Um, and turns out if you, if you put out or, you know, not putting out the negative stuff, um, can, can be really powerful in terms of being open to the positive stuff. And I'm not talking about like toxic positivity. Cause I think that's really, you know, can be really harmful too. just like, everything is great all the time. It's so awesome. But just being aware of like, not being negative, I think can be a good antidote to to the, the toxic positivity. Um, we've mentioned a couple of times, like just the idea of being open-minded. So, you know, with, with your, I'm going to use your pinky example again, but the open-mindedness of, all right, I'm really frustrated. I've got this broken pinky and you did a lot of work with, you know, a chiropractor coming up with some different ideas on movements. You would ask me to help you with some ideas for movements. When you got frustrated, you had people at the gym who you could talk to, who could help you, you know, work through a a workout. Tyson is really good with people in that moment of that mid-workout desperation, like, shoot, my plan fell apart. What should I do? And he's just so good at giving you another plan. And if he notices it's not going the way that you need it to go in that moment, he can change it again. Like, I just, I just love how he, I, I always look to him when I'm falling apart in a workout. Um, and, and the idea of, you know, transforming when we think about things as having to do them, transforming them into, we get to do them. And you mentioned that with this workout. Uh, 21.1, the open workout, you know, it was hard and people came back and did it again. Yeah. You know, it's like the idea that we get to do this thing and it's hard and we kvetch about it and we, we take the sore muscles and, you know, whatever, but we get to do this, this hard thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but in the last year that, that, part of my mindset is something that I have called on so many times, like, especially in a workout, we were talking about it recently where someone was like, how do you get through those hard workouts? And I was just like, I get to, it was, it was just as simple as like, I finally got to that point where I was like, I get to do this. Yeah. Like what a, what a luxury, what a privilege, what, you know, and, and nothing negative is going to come out of me getting to do this thing. It's all the benefits are super positive. So, you know, again, it's definitely, it's definitely a process to switch your mindset. It takes work. It's a, it's a muscle, you know, not literally, but, you know, figuratively a muscle that we can, 
work on and flex. And, uh, but it's, it's super powerful when we can, when we can change that. Yeah, I, um, I'll just put in my two cents. I think everything you said is, is exactly how I think of it. Like, you may not be where you want to be right now, which is also the place you made up in your mind of where you <laughs> should be. Yes. Okay. Be where you are right now. It's totally good to have goals. It's, it's something that will keep you moving towards those goals, but have manageable goals. Don't, don't make a goal of, I want to muscle up when you don't have to pull up or I don't know. It's something like that. Work on small goals. Maybe you do some ring rows. Maybe you work on your strict pull-ups and then you get to skipping pull-ups, maybe then muscle-ups. Um, but trusting the process when you get injured, trusting the process when, um, I don't know, a hard workout comes up and you don't want to go to the gym. Go mm -hmm. do that hard workout. You're going to get through it and you're going to get better. But also take your time to rest and heal. Mm -hmm. Resting is super important. Like don't, don't come into the gym one or two times a week. Walk around the block or stretch at home and watch a TV show. You need mm -hmm. to take a break from mentally going, going, going as well. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. my thoughts. Well, and it turns out that that rest and recovery is a really important part of the process. And if you're constantly, you know, if your body is constantly under stress, it breaks down pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, and it might not even be in ways that, that you can, can recognize, um, but, but more subtle ways, like maybe your, your sleep isn't as good. Maybe your you know, even the way you're hungry or not hungry gets impacted your appetite, um, maybe your stress level. And, and, you know, the really interesting thing about stress is sometimes we don't even know we're stressed. We don't even feel that we're stressed, but our body is manifesting it in different ways. And something else you said, Meg, made me think about the idea of, um, you know, had you had mentioned about goals, like making sure that they're attainable goals. And that's, that's that acronym. I don't know if, um, if folks are familiar with it, but the idea of smart goals. So having goals that are, you know, having them be specific, having them be measurable. So this is an acronym. I'm just reading it off my screen. Um, having it be attainable, relevant, and time-based. And so having goals that make sense. So Meg's example of the muscle up. All right. Well, that's specific. That's good. Uh, it's measurable. Yes. I can get up above the rings. Um, is it attainable? Yeah, it's attainable. Um, but I have to have these certain skills before I get there. So it's certainly attainable, but it might not be yet until you get those other pieces. Um, and then the relevant and time-based, you know, time-based, you can, you can set a time on what your goal is, but again, make sure that it fits all those other factors. Otherwise it's not, it's not a, a smart goal. Yeah, um, more fun is it to celebrate like 10 achievements? Yeah. Other, rather than just that one big shiny muscle up goal. 
Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. more fun to do little goals. Yeah. That's well, <laughs> and and goals that you know are directly related to <clears throat> something that you're that you're working toward too. So, um, so I think that's I think that's a um, a good place to stop. But to circle back to the idea of the open mm. with trusting this process and you know working on this mindset, thinking about our goals and. Um, we've got two more workouts and we've got however many more years that you want to do this. You know, I think that's the other thing we haven't talked so much about either is that there's not necessarily an end, right? Like it's not, oh, well, you know, where am I going to be in a year? Where am I going to be in three years? I mean, some of it, some of it has to do with factors that are in your control and that's that mindset. And some of it has to do with factors out of your control. Like Meg wasn't expecting to flip over her handlebars or smash into a tree or whatever it was that you, you know, how you broke your pinky. I've got lots of like visions in my head that I don't like to think about very often, but that wasn't part of the plan. Um, but here she is almost a, when did it happen? It's almost a year. June, June 9th, I think. Yeah. So, you know, nine months. Um, and look where she is crushing the open, but she was smart about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're going to leave you with is, is our checkout with a reminder to trust the process, thinking about our mindset as a tool, as a muscle that we can flex and we can practice. And as we go through these next couple of weeks of the open, if you're doing the open, that this is a great time to be thinking about those things. And if you're not doing the open, it's definitely something worth thinking about in the rest of your, whether it's CrossFit or fitness or just life in general, that, that mindset piece is super powerful. Mm-hmm. We can all get something from it. Oh yeah. Reach out. Oh yeah. Help. <laughs> yes, Definitely. Definitely happy to chat about it. So, all right. I think we're going to leave it there for today. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for Bye, listening. Bye, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. See ya.